Um, here is Bachi. Come here, Bachi. If you know ba Bachi is uh, 11 years, eight months old. Um, he's the one who had emergency bloat about eight months ago, emergency surgery for bloat. Um, he's doing really well. Today we're talking about uh, treadmill use and my changing views on treadmills. I personally get bored to death when I exercise on a treadmill, 20 minutes and I'm, I'm going crazy. This winter, moving to Maine, we I live on an island here. We get a lot of ice. This winter, we just had solid ice for weeks. Super dangerous going outside. And with Bachi, I had a mobility harness on him. And just to go pee outside, I had to literally like almost hold him up while he was peeing because it was so slippery. We started getting creative and I've got some solutions to that, but it was my first time um, on the island for the winter and um, weeks, weeks of ice like that. And so it really made me start to, I actually started wishing that I had a treadmill like for myself. And like I said, I, I, I hate running on a treadmill. I like running outside. So that made me think about, you know, <laughs> for my dogs and especially when Bocce's out there, you know, tripping and slipping up, having a treadmill um, where I don't have to go weeks with no exercise for myself and my dog, um, it totally made me um, appreciate more being able to exercise a dog on a treadmill. Now, my first choice is always to be outdoors. Like, you know, it was 10 degrees out Fahrenheit, 17 degrees out. I was out snowshoeing, hiking, taking the dogs with me. Um, but when it's icy, um, when the ground's not, uh, especially for my older dog, when the ground is not conducive for exercising, that is definitely where I started reconsidering um, treadmills. So what I wanted to talk to you today is I have a PowerPoint and let me just make sure I can pull it up here one second because I think I lost it when I refreshed here is I'm going to put, uh, here we go. I've got some slides that I'm gonna share with you. Maybe Bachi, he's gonna go lay down. <laughs> he might come back and join us again later. So we're gonna be talking about treadmill considerations, um, fitness for the canine athlete. Like I said, I sh uh, shared a little bit about my changing views. Um, I'm actually, I have a treadmill now, a canine treadmill, not a, um, a human treadmill, but I do have a canine treadmill and I've been, um, I've been playing around with it. And, and like I said, I'm going to share my thoughts. I'm going to share what treadmill I'm using. And if you stick around, I also, um, I have, um, uh, some coupons, uh, discounts, if you're interested in purchasing some dog equipment from a business that's supporting us. So, um, uh, Hey, but, uh, thank you. Charlie said, Bachi looks wonderful. Thank you so much. He's, He's resting. I'll call him over before we're done. <laughs> so let me hop on over here with these slides and let me jump right in since we lost a little bit. So a couple things to consider um, when buying a treadmill. These are just some things for you to think about. Human versus canine. Um, I would always, if I have a, a choice and a selection, I would always choose for my dog to work him on a, can, a, a treadmill specifically designed for dogs. Um, Number one is just when you think about the design of the treadmill, when you think um, human treadmills, when you look at the belt, you look at the spacing and the gaps and there's areas where dogs could potentially have um, a toe slip through, get something caught. Um, it's not made, a human treadmill is not made to withstand the um, wear and tear and the fur and the, you know, um, all kinds of things that can happen whenever you're exercising with a dog on a treadmill. Also, the weight distribution is different with a, uh, using a, a dog on a treadmill versus a human on a treadmill. 
And there are some unique features um, when you have a, a treadmill that is made specifically for a dog. Now, one of the main reasons that I, for my own dogs, why I would choose a canine treadmill is also the length of the treadmill. Um, most treadmills, most um, human treadmills, if you have a medium size to a large size dog, the, um, the belt, the length of the belt is going to be too short. And so, what happens is if you're working on a treadmill and the dog doesn't have that full distance there is your dog is going to shorten its stride it's going to have a more unnatural stride shortened stride and um, it's going to put stress on the body differently and you have the potential of having sore muscles imbalance of muscles you could get some um, some issues and injuries because of that. So you want to have a really nice, uh, I think I have a separate slide for this, but I will say the length of the, you, the recommended length is about two and a half times the length of a, your dog. And I have Bachi, uh, he's large for a Malinois. Um, he's about, uh, his competition weight was near 80 pounds and he's really long. And um, Knox is more square, but both of my dogs, a human treadmill is gonna be too short on them. They're just not gonna get a, a, enough stride length. So those are some things to consider. Um, the other thing to consider is, I already mentioned this, the length of the belt. So, so, so many treadmills I see, um, most of the time when I see people putting their dogs on a human treadmill, um, they're, they're just too short. Now, if you have a real little dog, that's different. But like I said, for a medium size to a large dog, extra large dog, a human treadmill, um, typically the belt, it's not gonna be long enough. For the dog so um i would say if you're looking at purchasing um a, a canine treadmill and they have different lengths unless you have little dogs and you forever plan on always having little dogs um i would get the largest size treadmill that you could um afford <laughs> um the the more length the better um definitely so the other thing you want to think about is um program considerations when you're building your canine fitness program is the treadmill should be a small fraction of your bigger fitness program. And if you're heavily reliant on the treadmill, you're gonna be developing an imbalance in your, in your program. You're gonna be developing some strengths and those strengths you're gonna ultimately have weaknesses in your fitness program. And um, it's just even without the treadmill, like if, if I just do cardio, 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 I'm going to be getting tight muscles. I'm going to be losing flexibility. I'm not going to be maximizing strength training. So you want a balanced program that has flexibility, strength training, cardio, aerobic, and anaerobic. And if you have, if you're doing a lot of treadmill use and not emphasizing those other areas, you're building weaknesses in your dog. You're building imbalances and those imbalances are creating weaknesses. Now, the other thing is, let's say that you have strength training, flexibility, body awareness, and, and, and the cardio is, is, is a piece of that. If you're only doing treadmill use, a lot of treadmill use, think about the movement. It's all like one direction. Um, you may have an incline, but when, do we have anybody here who does cross country running? If you've ever done, like I normally run like on roads, dirt, not trails or treadmill. And when I do happen in the blue moon, when I do happen to go run out in the fields or cross country running, like I feel it in my shins. I feel it like I feel it in different areas of my lower leg. And so it's the same with the dog. If you're running on a treadmill and you're always running that one direction, that same movement, you are not working the stabilizing muscles. 
um, in ways that you would be working if the dog was out in dirt, in grass, in hills, you know, and, um, and terrain that's not completely flat. So you're going to be working more muscles and you're going to be working the muscles differently if you're off the treadmill. So even if you have a really balanced program and the cardio is just a small piece of your bigger program, if, if the majority of that cardio is on the treadmill, like I said, you're not maximizing the true power of, of doing other types of fitness um, out on land, on ground, right? So those are some things to think about. Um, the other thing for program considerations, um, the same things apply whenever you're building your programs, you want to build gradually, you don't want to have your dog and, um, you know, all of a sudden just throw it on a treadmill and, you know, go for three miles, you want to build up that fitness level, a really nice model is look at human fitness programs like couch to 5k. Or if you look at um, running programs for humans for like beginners who are just starting to, um, to increase their mileage, I think is a nice is a nice way to kind of look at how they're building a fitness program. You don't just go overnight to running miles, right? You start gradually, you add walk breaks and build up slowly with rest and recovery days. Those are important. Um, uh, so Char there's a question here, can um, varying the incline um, diversify the muscle? Yes, definitely when you're, when you're changing the incline, it's going to be changing the muscles. So for example, if you, if the dog is going uphill, Think about gravity, the forces of gravity. You've got more stress on the hindquarters, so you're going to be working the hindquarters more, right? Strength-wise, going up a hill. And then if, if you're going down the hill, right, you're going to be working the front end and the shoulders more. So definitely changing the incline is, is changing up the muscles, but it's not working those stabilizing muscles, those lateral movements that you would get if your dog is out, um, you know, walking from pavement to dirt to grass to a field you know into you know a rocky area that's um that's not completely flat so you're not working those types of muscles in the same way that you would do outside but you can change um change the treadmill up um changing the incline and that will work muscles differently and when you do add the incline when you're adding it um you are that is more strength training also and also when you are adding an incline, um, that is, it's more challenging on the body. So if I'm jogging on, a, on the flat versus if I'm jogging on a hill, when you're jogging on a hill, it's putting more stress on the muscles, the soft tissues, the tendons and the ligaments. So my advice is if you're building up a program on treadmill or on land, get your fitness foundation first, build up your cardio, build up, you know, three days a week, four days a week, build up three miles, four miles, build it up for your foundations um, on relatively, you know, kind of flat terrain. Then once your dog has that fitness foundation, then, then put the dog on an incline, a gradual incline. So it's like, you're not, if you're, if you're not a runner and I say, go out and start running those hills, you're, you're setting yourself up for injury. So that's the same with the dogs. Um, just know that even just walking on an incline is stressing the body more than walking on the flat. So if your dog does not have that foundation, don't start throwing in hill work right away. Get your foundation first. Um, so that those are, there's a lot of program considerations. We have entire, you know, these Facebook live shows on building um, programs. And so, um, we're not going to go into detail um, for all of that right now, but you do have to consider and be aware of how to build programs gradually. Now, electric versus um, dog-powered, um, uh, like slap mill, 
people tend to have their favorites. You have a whole community and they're, you know, very much into the dog powered slap mill, those types of treadmills. And then you have the group that's, you know, heavily into electric. Um, there, there's pros and cons of each. Um, they work the body differently. Um, on the dog powered ones, you do have more of a, a pulling movement, um, some more of that strength from pulling. I personally, when I'm building out a fitness program, I'm looking at, say, if I'm looking at cardio, I like the electric treadmill because there's more controlled variables as far as controlling the incline, um, changing up the speed, the duration, and for documentation to document the progression as I'm building and gaining fitness over time. I like the capabilities of being able to have all of those types of controls over building my fitness program. Um, and, uh, and I typically, when I look at treadmill use, I think of it, um, of course you can have strength training, but I, I look also uh, heavily at thinking about the cardio side of it. I know that a lot of people will, um, a number of people will use a treadmill where they'll do, um, if you've seen videos where dogs are doing like sidestepping on the treadmill or they're um, on a piece of equipment and they're just working the behind feet on the, on the treadmill and they're doing like different exercises on it. Um, my personal opinion is if you're going to be doing like some hind end strength training and lateral movements and, and going backwards and stuff like that for strength training and other exercises, I would rather do it on the ground or on exercise equipment. Um, if you're doing it for strength training like that, I just feel that there's safer ways to do that. Um, a lot of those exercises than um, using the treadmill in that way. And I know a lot of people, they, they, they like to use a treadmill in that way. They love using it in that way. But I just, for me personally, if I'm going to be doing some different types of strength training um, and I'm looking at um, a building strength and power, there are other ways that I would rather do it than, um, than doing it on the treadmill like that. Even um, like resistance training, um, if I'm wanting to really if I really want to build um, strength and muscle in my dog, yes, I can put it on an incline, but I personally would do something like resistance training where my dog has a, maybe you're doing some dra um, drag work, some weight pull. When my, my dog is pulling me in a harness and he's pulling and there's resistance going behind the dog, um, that kind of stuff and focused targeted strength training on fit like fit pulls equipment. Um, those are the types of things that I would prefer, um, for targeted strength training, like shoulder exercises, hindquarter exercises, core exercises. The treadmill is not my first go-to place for that. That's just my personal opinion. The other thing, um, here is, um, gait considerations. So if I'm building up like aerobic capacity on the treadmill, so one of the gate considerations, if I'm going to be doing endurance building and I'm going to be spending 20, 30, 40 minutes, an hour on the treadmill, the recommended gate is a trot. Um, and if you're building aerobic capacity, a nice, steady, consistent trot, building up aerobic capacity over time, a minimum of 20 minutes or more is a great for building up aerobic capacity. And why a trot is a trot is a gate where the legs are working on diagonals. So the like the back left leg is moving in unison with the front right leg. The front left is moving in unison with the back right. And it's a two beat gate. And what happens is when your dog is trotting, it's working both sides of the body equally. So if you have kind of like a gallop or like a canter, if you think of horses when they canter, that is like a three beat gate. So you have one leg that is kind of like the lead leg 
then you have two diagonal legs moving together and then you have a hind end that's you have a third beat there so it's not and it's not working every leg equally so when if you're going to throw a dog on a treadmill and if they're going to be like kind of cantering all along the way um it's not working all of the legs and both sides of the body equally so if you're building up aerobic capacity and spending a lot of time on the treadmill the trot is a more balanced gait for working the body equally um so that is one of the considerations another thing here is um the age of the dog so this is just common um recommendations for canine fitness if you're going, going to be doing structured fitness training cardio training a lot of repetitive you know going out for you know 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes and that repetitive type activity um that you want to do the typical recommendation is that you do that with a dog that is physically mature now could you take a puppy and just get them used to get confident on a treadmill and just go and walk on it and walk off and just, you know, keep it slow and just do little short bursts of activity to get them acclimated to it? Yes. But I'm not going to have a structured fitness um, program for a puppy and, you know, just put my puppy on there and then, you know, be running my puppy for, um, you know, miles on a treadmill. I'm not going to do that until they're physically mature. Um, would I introduce a puppy to the, if I have a treadmill and introduce it and get them comfortable with it and the noise and, you know, the, the ground is moving underneath them. Yes, you could do that with a puppy. Um, the other thing is like I said, with Bachi, with his older age, and he's already has some mobility, mobility issues, um, um, tripping and, and he's fallen sometimes, um, with him. I would not want him on the treadmill unless I have my mobility harness and I'm right there. Um, you know, like I said, I would want like one person there who could help control the speed. And I literally would want to be there with that harness so that if he trips, um, I can grab him and support him. And to me at his age, it's too much of a risk. He's not been introduced to the treadmill. He's not familiar with it at his age now and his, his um, mobility issues. I'm not going to introduce it to him now at this stage in his life. Um, so um, you do, you know, just that that's with any kind of exercise, right? You have to modify it for the needs of the dog. So if you have a dog that has some unique considerations, you know, you just have to weigh the pros and cons and, and look at the safety issues. And do you have a support system there? If you do have a dog with special needs. Um, but like I said, my choice with Bachi is, um, is um, I, I would, I would work them and do laps. I have a really large basement. And if I can't get them outside to exercise, that might be something that I would do rather than um, putting them on the treadmill where it's just me trying to handle everything. Um, now, one thing I wanna say about purchasing, um, purchase wisely, um, um, doing your research and really investing in a well-made treadmill is definitely going to be worth it. There, You might be able to find something out there that's cheap, um, you might feel like, you know, Hey, you got a really good deal on it, but you know, you want something that's going to be, um, rock solid, you know, well-structured, safe for your dog. And you want something that's going to withstand, um, the years and years of use and the repetitive use. Um, are any of you dog trainers that are thinking of doing this like with clients? Cause th this is another thing to consider is, if you're, are you getting a treadmill just for your own personal dog and you might just use it a few times a week? Or are you getting a treadmill maybe working with client dogs? Are you getting a treadmill that's gonna get a lot of use? If you're looking at getting a lot of a use or using it for years and getting a lot of use, 
you know, the way I look at it, even for a human treadmill is invest in like a professional grade treadmill. Um, have any of you gone to like a, a, ho a hotel where they have the treadmill in the hotel and they're like just crappy, cheap treadmills? Like when you get on a really cheap treadmill, like you can tell the quality of it. Or if you go to a, a nice gym with the high quality treadmills, you can totally tell the difference when you get on a cheap one. So I think it's worth the money to have one that's going to, you know, it's going to be fluid in the movements, well made, it's going to withstand the wear and tear over use. And most definitely, if you're looking at, you know, years of use, or if you're going to, you know, you know, you're going to put a lot of use on it with a lot of different dogs and a lot of hours on it. Um, I would say, you know, pay the extra money and invest in something that is a high quality, like a professional grade um, uh, type of treadmill. And um, that is something that um, I think over time, it, 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 you know, it pays off. And like I said, even just, you know, the movement, when you get on a cheap treadmill, a human treadmill, it, you know, the fluidness, the flow of it, the way it moves, you can totally feel it. It's different. And, and it, you work your body. It just, uh, especially when you get on a bad one. <laughs> um, the other thing is acclimating to treadmill use. Um, your dogs definitely need time to acclimate. And also don't expect fitness and conditioning in other areas to carry over and just instantly adapt over to the treadmill. So you want to think about sports specific um, type of training. Your dog may be used to doing a lot of miles out off leash. Your dog may be doing um, all kinds of other types of, of fitness training. When you're on the treadmill, just treat it as a new fitness activity and just build it up gradually. Just because your dog has um, you know, great fitness going out, running around off leash, this is a new, a new exercise that's working the muscles differently. You are going to need a period of transition. And I would say the biggest thing here is a lot of people um, rush way too quickly introducing the dog to the treadmill and go way too quickly to trotting and running their dog on a treadmill. Um, you really want to make sure the dog has, is confident on it, associates it in a positive way, um, feels very balanced and very confident on the treadmill because things can go downhill and go wrong very quickly if you don't have a, that solid foundation. So I would say go really, really slow, you know, um, you know, treating and rewarding the dog without it even moving, have it moving in the room and the dog gets used to hearing it without even putting your dog on it and um, spend just, I would say when I very first introduced Knox to it, I probably, we weren't doing anything crazy, but I would say um, I backtracked. I'm like, you know what, we're going to backtrack and we're going to just get on the treadmill and, you know, I'm going to do some sit, stand, sit, stand, and just, just associate some positive stuff on it when it's not even moving. And then keeping sessions really, really short, keep them very positive and don't, please don't rush it. The other thing is, um, one thing that I noticed is and when I was introducing it to my dogs, I was like, wow, you know, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't have full control over your dog, um, like things, things can go wrong very quickly. You could end up with a dog getting injured. You could also end up with a dog that just associates the treadmill with very negative feelings. And so I would not recommend like if I have a, you know, a pet dog client just saying, Oh, you know, having them go and get a treadmill and do it on their own. I would say, um, this is something, and even me, I've got a lot of years of experience, you know, working dogs, training dogs, competing. 
But, um, you know, I have people that have a lot of uh, experience with the treadmill that, you know, giving me some tips and recommendations and being mentored. So I would say um, if you've never done this and you don't have somebody, you know, get a mentor, have somebody that guides you, a, a, a trainer or somebody who sells it to you um, to give you some tips and some guidance, because it's not as simple as just go and throw a dog on a treadmill. Um, that, and, and I hear of so many people where the dogs, um, they don't like it. They've introduced it too quickly and, um, you don't, you don't want to force the dog to be on it, but, uh, just take it slow, take it slow, make, keep it positive. Another thing is monitoring, um, treadmill use. Please don't put your dog on a treadmill and like leave the room or put the dog on the treadmill and get distracted and go do other things. You really want to be there. You want to watch your um, dog for signs of distress, watch the breathing expression, panting, general demeanor to know if you're overdoing it, um, if you need to slow it down, if you need to get your dog off the treadmill. Um, uh, you, you, you really need to be right there, be attentive to your, your dog and be monitoring it. Um, it's not um, something you want to just leave unintended because like I said, things can go downhill very quickly. Um, also you want to make sure you're not overdoing it. You don't want to make sure your dog's not overheating. If you're training indoors to help cooling off, I would recommend, um, you want some airflow to help keep your dog cool. Um, uh, putting a fan, you know, right there in front next, next to the dog, having a fan to have that airflow moving, because if you're training outdoors, you might have a nice breeze and you can have that airflow or cooler air to help cool the dog off. And if you're training indoors, you don't necessarily have that airflow going. And so think about also, um, you don't want to be overheating your dog on there. So uh, a fan would be a nice thing to have. Um, then also, um, only increase the intensity at incremental levels, changing one variable at a time. This is just good practice when you're building canine fitness programs, not just for the treadmill. So if you are, let's say, doing 20 minutes on the treadmill and it's on the flat and you decide that you want to put it on an incline, you don't want to increase time and distance and incline all at the same time. So if you're going to run longer, then add distance, don't change the incline. If you're going to change the incline, add that, but maintain the same distance or back off. So you wanna figure out what is your emphasis? What do you wanna emphasize? Do you wanna work on distance? Do you wanna work on speed? Do you wanna um, add more incline? Pick a variable and change one variable at a time. Give your dog time to acclimate to that. It might be over a period of a few weeks before you start making more changes. And like I said, this is not just for the treadmill. This is just good um, practice um, and exercise science and um, building programs for your dog. Um, the other thing um, I wanted to mention, so this is the um, the the dog runner treadmill is the one that um, that I uh, introduced Knox to, my younger dog. And um, I will say I'm, I, I'm impressed with the... Um, very well made. It's, it's a, it's, it is a solid treadmill. Um, uh, you, it's, it, it's really heavy. Um, you want to get some help setting it up. Um, it's, it's, it's a, it's a big, solid, sturdy piece of equipment. And, um, I was impressed by the, just the overall, um, the, the make of the, the treadmill. Now this treadmill here, you can see that it has these bars where you can like uh, attach and, um, and uh, tie the dog, attach the dog if it has a harness on or something. I don't like to, I want my dog loose, or if my dog is attached to something like a line, I want to have control of that. So it does have attachments here where you can actually, you know, hook up your dog, 
I don't like to do that for, like I said, safety reasons um, and also where my dogs are in their confident and comfort level. Um, I like to have it so um, it is uh, just open and I'm not like forcing my dog or tying my dog if, if something comes up or there's an emergency and I need to quickly get my dog off. Now, if you do happen to um, connect your dog or tie your dog up to this or connect a harness, please, please, please use an emergency release clasp. Um, you, you just never know if something happens, you want a quick release, a quick emergency release. I grew up with horses and training horses and, and yeah, things, uh, things can go, uh, really bad. Um, if a dog, a horse, if you're, you're tied up and you get twisted up or something happens. So, like I said, I don't like to have my dog, um, hooked up and, and attached and, and, and tied. If you do do that, please have an emergency quick release. Um, but um but this is the dog runner another thing is with the dog runner it has um it has um the bars on the side and it also has the back i like to keep the back open i don't like to keep it i don't like to have my dog um contained and kind of like locked in there like i said for um safety reasons i just don't feel comfortable with that but um you know, there are people that use them very successfully, never have an issue, but I tend to be maybe a little, uh, I, I, I envision when I first put my dog on it for the first time, I could envision if you aren't training the dog and introducing it right. Um, I was like, oh, what if a dog trips or what if a dog slips or what if this happens or your dog decides he wants to get out and he starts spinning around and decides he wants to go backwards. These are all the things if you have a dog that's not trained and introduced to it properly. So like I said, if you're new to this, I would highly recommend hook up with a trainer, hook up with somebody who has experience in introducing the dogs and using the treadmills and have somebody show you. It's not something, like I said, you're gonna just go and throw a dog on and just experiment with. That's my opinion on, on introducing it. Then the other thing I wanted to mention here is um, this treadmill um, is imported from Europe. And um, Joseph, the owner of Maximum Canine Service, they, um, they sell them. And they've been really, really great. They actually have a 10% off on their own. Um, they, they sell the equipment, they have treadmills, uh, they sell food and all different kinds of things. And I messaged uh, Joseph today because he gives us the discounts for our Northeast Canine Conditioning, our um, clients and the people in our online programs. And I messaged him today and I said, hey, uh, Joseph, can we share your discount with the general public? And he said, yes. So um, the coupon here, the code is NEK9 for Northeast K910 for 10% off. And if you have um, any questions, I'd be happy to put you in touch with him. He's got um, tons of experience in introducing all kinds of different dogs to treadmills. And like I said, they import them and bring them and sell them and can ship them um, anywhere. I know throughout the States, I'm not sure about Canada. I didn't think to ask him about that, but um, just make a note NEK910 uh, 10 for 10% off. So that is um, that is a, a nice thank you. Thank you for Maximum Canine Service. Oh, Maximum Canine Service, their website is Maximum Canine Service. Let me just double check and make sure. MaximumCanineService.com. I didn't have the website on here, but you can see that uh, the name of the business is right there. So just go to Maximum Canine. It's the letter K, the number nine service.com. 
And uh, Joseph has been um, am amazing in support and supporting people with the treadmills. Um, and also follow them on social media because he's got some tips and some recommendations and things when introducing dogs to treadmills. And I know they're going to be adding more um, educational information stuff for um, treadmill use and for people who are just getting started. So um, that is definitely a, a perk. So uh, Bachi, I think he's sleeping now. Bachi, Bachi. He is totally, he's not even responding. I was gonna see if he can come over before we finish up, but he's doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, and then the last slide, I had one more slide here is I just want to point out, um, knowing how to build in a treadmill or cardio or strength training fitness program into your uh, regular training and exercise routine is really important. Knowing, um, when to introduce new activity, when do you make it more difficult, when should you back down, how many days per week, how frequent, how long, how often. There's so many different things that are involved when you're building a canine fitness program and doing it safely. And if you're interested in knowing more, um, I actually have a link here. Let me see if I can pop this link up. We have the Elite Canine Athlete Program. It is an online program, a canine fitness program that can lead to becoming a certified canine athlete specialist. This is our most comprehensive program. Um, we go into depth and great detail in program design. Um, we put emphasis on the sport and working dog. Of course, this knowledge can carry over to pet dogs. We have a lot of dog trainers in the program. We have veterinarians who have done the program, vet techs, massage, canine massage therapists. Um, can, uh, we have uh, dog groomers in the program. Uh, but if you do have a passion for canine fitness and you have an interest specifically in um, sport and working dogs, and you really want to know this in depth and feel confident whenever you're assessing a dog's needs and how to actually put those programs together for cardio, for strength, for flexibility, body awareness, sports-specific training, work-specific training, um, please uh, visit. It is EliteCanineAthlete.com, and you can download the brochure. I have that right here. Um, EliteCanineAthlete.com is the letter K, the number nine. You can download the brochure, um, and then there's a link for an application. And what I do is I meet with people and talk about what your interests and your goals are, your short-term and long-term goals to see if this is the best program for you. But we do have other canine fitness programs, not just this one, but this is our most comprehensive program. If you're, um, you know, really want to learn this and feel confident in building programs, not just for your own dogs, but understanding like, you know, different breeds and different sports and different activities, we cover all of that. Um, so that link should have popped up, so. Um, so sorry about the audio problems at the beginning, but I'm glad we got it worked out. I'll probably go and edit that and then repost the video. But if you have any questions, please keep me posted and um, reach out. Um, feel free to message me on Facebook, uh, email. We are here every Friday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. And also, um, usually we talk about canine fitness um, topics, but we also, the second Friday of the month, we also do a tech tutorial for those business owners out there and dog trainers on how to use technology to maximize work efficiency and um, um, building more value into your programs and also helping and supporting and marketing and getting people more aware of your products and services online. And like I said, we'd usually do that the second Friday of the month, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on the Northeast Canine Conditioning Facebook business page. So um, if you have any questions, like I said, you can download the brochure and feel free to reach out. Uh, Becky, you said you missed the first part of the talk. Uh, what treadmill? Yep, let me pull that up. I'll show you again. The one that I, this is the dog runner. 
And, uh, and if you missed it, let me just repeat again. This is the dog runner. And if you're interested, um, maximum canine service, um, it's the letter K, the number nine, maximum canine service.com. Um, Joseph is the owner uh, of the company. They do sell them. They are imported from Europe. And, um, if you purchase a uh, treadmill or any other things through their site, um, he did want to share with us a 10% discount. So it's N E K nine for Northeast K nine 10 for 10% off. So thank you. Thank you, Joseph, for, um, for sharing that with us. So it is the dog runner. Um, Oh, Kelly, you said you train, you train with Joe at awesome. I didn't know that. So yeah, so uh, definitely if you have any questions, reach out, especially about the treadmills, reach out, feel free to reach out to Joseph too. Um, I'm not sure, Becky, you were asking, they have different models, right? Different um, models and styles and they do have the ortho. I'm not sure, I think so, but I'm not sure. But I tell you, um, Joseph, um, and the website has their phone number too. And he's also, you can message them through Facebook, but Joseph would de most uh, definitely at Maximum Canine Service would be the one to talk to because, um, and I think they even have a new model that's gonna be coming out, but he can definitely answer questions. When we're done going live, um, I'll tag him in here um, so that um, you'll be able to reach directly out to him on Facebook but um, he's familiar with all the different treadmills they offer. There are different um, models and different styles of treadmills and he can tell you the differences between them. So I'm not, I'm not even gonna pretend to know the difference. <laughs> um, but yeah, I highly encourage you to um, check them out. Like I said, the one that I have, uh, I, I'm super impressed with just the, um, the, 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 the durability and uh, it's well, well made. Um, so Becky said, uh, thinking of how to handle your, uh, oh yeah, when in California we get all the smoke and you can't exercise outside. Um, and then Kelly, you said, uh, you said you had bought the, the dog pacer and you can't compare to the dog runner. Yeah, um, I, I've seen the dog pacer. I've not actually used it, but like I said, I, I think of, the, the model that I have, like the, the, the dog runner that I have, when I think of like a professional quality um, uh, type treadmill, when I think of like human treadmills, like the cheapy ones and the, the, the cheap hotels versus the professional grade ones that you go to like, you know, Planet Fitness and, and the big um, health centers, I, I think of the dog runner as like, like more of that professional grade. It's, it's definitely a, a different quality from some of the other ones that are out there. And, you know, there is a price difference in some of these. There are definitely treadmills that are out there that are, you know, cheaper. There's a price, a range of prices. But like I said, if you just compare when you get on a human treadmill, when you're on a, a, a cheap one and you get on a nice one, I will, I will not run on a cheap human treadmill. When you go to some of those um, hotels that have the real cheapy one in there, like I, 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 I won't use that. You can just so you know they're they're smaller. Um, they they're wobbly. The, the, the it just it's not it doesn't move right. And um and when you compare it to professional, it's like night and day. And um, when I think of the dog runner one, like the one that I have, uh, to me it's it, to me it just gives that sense of that nice quality that you have, uh, something that could withstand a lot of wear and tear. I haven't had it for a long time, so I can't say from personal experience but just the build of it is the durability of it. Um, I, I, I've been impressed so far with that. Yeah, oh, interesting. Becky said, cheap treadmills hurt your knees. I won't stay on them long enough to find out. 
I could see that. Yeah. Cheap treadmills hurting your knees. Oh, another thing that um, uh, recommendation that I know of what a lot of people do that I know who have some of these treadmills it, and I do it too, is I put a mat. I don't have my treadmill um, on the, the concrete. I have, uh, and it's like human treadmills. You get, um, um, oh my gosh, what is the store? Tractor Supply Store. Tractor Supply has really, they're horse stall mats. I was reaching out on, um, I'm a human, uh, um, I'm a human uh, personal trainer. I'm certified in um, personal training and I was on a big uh, online forum and I was asking them about purchasing really nice mats to do like a home gym with equipment. And everybody was saying, go to tractor supply store and the horse mats, the tractor supply has really nice mats, get the thicker ones and they're reasonably priced. So I would recommend if you're going to invest in a nice treadmill, um, go to a place like tractor supply and get a really nice mat and put it on that nice and get some cushioning. Um, they have different thicknesses and you can also go to some of the different, um, sports fitness stores that sell the real nice cushiony, um, mats. And you actually, uh, it, my dogs would just be trotting on it. If you're going to do some more high impact stuff. And if you're concerned about it, they also have, um, athletic mats for exercise that are even thicker and designed for more high impact activities for the balancing and stuff. So I would recommend, um, like I said, you can get some nice mats. They're not that expensive. And I would, I would totally recommend um, getting a nice um, cushion type of mat like that to put the treadmill on. Um, uh, oh, Becky used one from the CrossFit. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of ones to choose from, but I've had a, many people, if you actually go to tractor supply and look at the, um, the little testimonials, like the people who rate the, the different mats. And when you go to their thicker mat, at least here, I was, um, the tractor supply store here, I was on the website and almost all the reviews were from, um, fitness people like the home gyms and weight training and things like that. And it wasn't actually um, people reporting about using them with their horses. It was a lot of fitness uh, equipment being used on the mats. So, um, so thanks for asking about that. Um, Becky, you totally made me think about the mats, which I hadn't met mentioned. So thanks. So any other questions? Good stuff. Good stuff. I will keep you posted. Like I said, we haven't had the treadmill for long. Um, I will say that, um, it is taking, um, the acclimation and, and the slow introduction and my dog's confident he doesn't have environmental issues but just building the confidence and the balance and the flu the fluid movement um i'm definitely taking it really slow so it's it, it's, it's taking even more so than what i would have thought um and uh, like i said just take it slow introducing it don't don't jump quickly to trotting on it don't jump quickly to going fast um, keep real short sessions, keep it positive and, um, take your time. Don't rush it. So many times we rush things too much. So awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining. Um, if you have any questions again, don't hesitate to reach out and I, I'm not sure what, uh, what the topic will be next week, but uh, if you want to see more of these videos and some of the replays, if you go to the Northeast canine conditioning Facebook business page and uh, click on videos, and um, we've got over 200 shows. We have a playlist for some of my favorites for fitness videos. And we also have a playlist for some of our business related um, videos. So check them out if you haven't already. And again, if you want to know more about our programs, our online program, getting certified and um, get more confident and, and get the knowledge and expertise in building fitness programs for your dogs, check out the Elite Canine Athlete program. And that's EliteCanineAthlete.com, the letter K, the number nine. So thanks so much. Have a great rest of the week and I will hopefully see you next Friday. Bye-bye for now.